Jack Flaherty has one of his most dominant performances in years, and he did it with Wilson Contreras behind the plate and a surprise visitor in the stands. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and comment and like. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. One of the great things about sports is the fact that nobody knows what is going to happen next. Nobody does. We make predictions based on stats, trends, etc. But none of us really know, and that's what makes sports so appealing to us. The great unknown, if you will. You never know what's going to happen next. And last night at Bush Stadium, the Cardinals absolutely torched the NL Central leading Milwaukee Brewers by the score of 18-1. to 1. Just, just beat them to a pulp. And they did this with a number of different red flags going up against them. Number one. One of the Brewers' top pitchers, Freddie Peralta, was starting for Milwaukee. This guy has been one of the top right-handers in all of baseball this year. Number two, Jack Flaherty was on the mound, a pitcher who has been one of the worst pitchers in baseball up to this point. Go look at the stats. It hasn't been good for Jack. And he was facing a Brewers lineup that in the past he's had some trouble with. They, they've had some pretty good success against him. Number three, Wilson Contreras was back behind the plate, a guy who was recently removed from catching duties, reportedly because the starting pitchers were complaining about throwing to him, and they didn't want to do it anymore. Those were the reports. I don't know how much of that is fact or fiction, but that's what's out there right now, is that the starting pitchers said they didn't want to pitch to him anymore. So you take all that information which I did, (laughs) and you say, this could go sideways pretty quickly. And in the first inning last night, it almost did. In the top of the first, Jack Flaherty walks the leadoff guy, Christian Yelich, on four straight pitches, and none of them were even all that close to the zone. Your second hitter is Jesse Winker. Hasn't had a good year this year with Milwaukee, but has given Flaherty some trouble in the past. He singles to left field. Wasn't it hard, but a base hit. So the Brewers immediately have a runner in scoring position. And we've seen this scenario plenty of times already this year. Normally, the outcome is not so good. But Flaherty strikes out Willie Adamas next. So, okay. Maybe he can wiggle his way out of this one. They got their big lefty, Rowdy Telez, coming up. He walks on five pitches. Now you've got the bases loaded. You got one out. Jack is already pushing close to 20 pitches. In the first inning, 
And it's at this point that I'm thinking to myself, great, we're going to have to burn the bullpen early, which is going to cost us later on in this series. That's That was the thought in my head. Now Jack has had this crazy ability <laughs> to induce double plays this year in situations just like this. And once again, he pulls off the magic act. He gets Wilson Contreras' brother, William, to roll into a 5-4-3 double play. He's out of the inning. By the way, Jack has now gotten hitters to ground into 13 double plays on the year, which is the most in all of baseball. Crazy stat, right? There's a good and a bad side to that, though, because first off, good, yeah, that he's able to get out of jams, that he's able to get that ground ball. Bad, that he's always got runners on <laughs> in the first place, that he needs a double play to get out of these situations. So let's be honest. Let's be honest. After seeing what you saw in the first inning, did you really have faith after seeing that, that Jack would do what he ended up doing on this night? I know I sure didn't. D didn't have faith whatsoever. I was expecting problems. I was fully prepared for another short, like four inning outing that would force the team to extend relievers too long, set up a rough week ahead for the staff. That's what I was waiting for. I couldn't have been more wrong. Couldn't have been more wrong. Flaherty goes on to throw one of the best games, not only this season, but in the past couple of seasons, and probably one of his best games that he's ever thrown in his entire major league career. I mean, who saw that coming? I can't, I can't believe there are a lot of out a lot of you out there that say, Oh, yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. The velocity which was something that, you know, Jack was questioned about after his last outing, and he didn't like it too much, kind of snapped back at the reporters on that one. Back up to the mid-90s on Monday, where it belongs. The slider, the curve, the changeup. How about that changeup, guys? All working, had the Brewers hitters off balance all night long. Jack Flaherty would go on to allow just two more hits after the first inning. Over seven innings, he strikes out 10 Milwaukee hitters. An absolute masterpiece on the mound. And he does it with, guess who, behind the plate? Wilson Contreras. So let's give Wilson a little bit of credit as well. Whatever the staff and the front office saw that made them decide to pull him from his catching duties was clearly not on display on Monday because everything looked good. He and Jack looked in sync with each other all night. It was kind of a, a, a cool moment. At the end of it all, you got to see uh, a heartfelt embrace in the dugout by Wilson and uh, and Jack, which was cool to see after Jack's night was over. And that wasn't the only special moment that we saw in the dugout last night. Jack's mom, Eileen Flaherty, was also in the stands on Monday, unbeknownst to her son. Sneaky mom right there. According to Derek Gould at stltoday.com, she flew in from California without telling Jack. It was a surprise. And during the game, in uh, Derek Gould's story, he talks about how he, he, could, he could hear somebody. And he just thought it's somebody who sounded like his mom. Because he had no idea she was there. And after the top half of the seventh inning, he spots her. They end up meeting at the end of the dugout, where they chatted for a, a brief moment. She gave him a kiss on the top of the head, and he was on his way. What a game for Jack Flaherty last night. It was 
Only the second time Flaherty has thrown seven or more shutout innings at a start since 2019. It's also only the second time this season that a Cardinals starter has thrown seven innings in a game. <laughs> Jordan Montgomery also had seven scoreless innings on April the 8th, ironically, also against the Milwaukee Brewers. And even though it's still mid-May, and I know you guys don't want to hear that it's early. I, fine, I won't use that phrase. But it's still mid-May. This was a very important game for the Cardinals, a team that is trying to claw their way out of this huge hole that they've dug themselves after one of the worst starts in franchise history. Jack Flaherty has not been very good this year. He hasn't. He's had a couple of moments, a couple of games where you're like, oh, there he is. But he hasn't been very good this year. And then you had all eyes on how he and Contreras would, you know, mesh in Wilson's first time behind the plate since May 5th. After everything that's gone on, many were waiting for the implosion that would send Cardinals Nation into this heated frenzy. Fire Ollie, fire Mo, get rid of Jack. Wilson's a mistake. And instead, they got an absolute gem out of both of them. Now, the other half of this story from last night is what the offense did, and that's where things really got fun. We're going to dive into that 18-run eruption <laughs> where all of a sudden a certain Cardinals player now leads the league in a major offensive category. Find out who it is and what he's leading in next on Locked on Cardinals. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, the music, comedy, theater that you've got going on near you with great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have, which is what it should be about, right? It shouldn't be about planning and purchasing tickets and feeling all stressed out about it and can you get a better price and this and that. It should be about, look, I've got some friends of mine, we're getting together, or family members, we're all going to the ball game, or going out to a, a concert, or whatever it's going to be. You should be excited about it. And you shouldn't have to worry about planning months in advance. And with game time, that's not an issue. They've got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event with exclusive flash deals on tickets for all your favorite sporting events, football, basketball, baseball, like I mentioned, concerts, comedy shows, whatever it may be that you're interested in, you want to go see, game time's got you. And they've got the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you happen to find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. They're going to hook you up. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to fiddle around through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress, and you can do it with game time. Just download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code. It's locked on MLB. For $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Cardinals back home to face the Brewers again tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, I want to thank my everydayers for stopping in. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every single day. Uh, last night was just a lot of fun to watch. For Cardinals fans. I mean, it was miserable for Brewers fans, I'm sure. But um, we talk about the pitching side of things. Jack Flaherty, amazing. Wilson Contreras catching-wise, amazing. But the offense, man, the offense. After escaping the top of the first uh, inning 
without allow, allowing a run, the Cardinals went to work quickly on Brewer starter Freddie Peralta. And again, Peralta came into this game and he's been one of the best right-handed pitchers in baseball this year. And he pitched well against the Cardinals earlier in the season when he allowed one run over six innings while punching out seven. That was back on April 9th. So granted, the Cardinals had seen him once before, but at the same time, Freddie has seen them. <laughs> so they both know a little bit more about each other. But this isn't the same Cardinals lineup. And I don't mean the names on the back of the jerseys. I mean, this lineup right now is different. It's got confidence. It believes in itself again. Lars Newbar starts it off, and he does what he does best. And it, no, not stick his tongue out. It's worked the count and draw a walk. Newt sees eight pitches in the at-bat after falling behind one and two. An extraordinary job of making a pitcher work, falling off tough pitches, and then getting on base. And after coming back from injury, I immediately wanted Lars Newbar back in the, in the top of the lineup. You know, I pleaded for it. I was like, yes, he was the leadoff hitter for Team Japan who just won the World Baseball Classic. Why is he not hitting leadoff for the Cardinals? What are we doing with Brendan Donovan still up there at the top of the lineup who isn't drawing walks and isn't getting on base? They gave him some time after the injury, put him at the top of the lineup, and he hasn't looked back since. Lars has 24 walks in 28 games and an OBP of 444. Now, he doesn't qualify for the league lead yet. But if he did, if he had enough at-bats, Lars Newbar would lead Major League Baseball in on-base percentage, which is currently held by Luis Arise in Miami at 437. That's how good Lars Newbar has been at the top of this order. So he gets on base. Paul Goldschmidt flies out next, but then one of the biggest surprises in baseball, Nolan Gorman steps up, hits a single to right field, which brings up Nolan Arenado. I should say, I, I should re-describe Nolan Arenado. He is the white hot Nolan Arenado. I know red hot's really good. White hot, scorch the earth hot right now. Nolan Arenado, who rips the first pitch that he sees down the line in left field for a three-run dinger. It's his seventh of the year. Four home runs in his last four games. Gives the Redbirds a 3-0 lead, and they were off and running from there. The Cardinals would go on to light up Peralta for six runs on six hits over five and a third while also drawing five walks. And you can see it in there at bats. The confidence is there. The patience is there. They're not flailing at pitches like before when everyone was pressing, trying to be the hero to get them out of the funk that they were in to start the season. They're now, for the most part, taking smart, sound at bats. And sure, you're going to, every once in a while, you're going to see a bat at bat by somebody. You know, it just is what it is. That it's baseball. But the offense is beginning to resemble what we thought it was going to be when the season started. Remember that opening series against the Toronto Blue Jays? We're like, whoa, this lineup looks mean. It's going to do some damage this year. And then it just whoop, fell off the cliff. We don't know what happened to them. Well, now they're back. They resemble the production that we thought we were going to get. We all knew it was there. We all knew that they were good hitters. Eventually it would show up. We just didn't want to wait any longer. We all got... Kind of impatient, but it's here. The offense is starting to click, no longer dormant like they were in the first month of the season, and the Cardinals continue to punish the Brewers pitchers further into the game, even after Peralta was removed. And we've seen it in the past, um, you know, where, where a team will they'll get out to a decent lead, 
and then they kind of, you know, sit back. The aggressive at bats kind of fade away and they kind of relax the rest of the game. That is not what happened on Monday. The Cardinals saw the Brewers hemorrhaging and instead of backing up, they stepped on their throats and laughed as they pounded out 16 hits. Four of those were home runs. You had the Arenado one. Tommy Edmond pops his sixth home run of the year. Nolan Gorman hits his 10th. And the cherry on top was Andrew Kisner's grand slam after the Brewers had already yelled uncle. They threw up the white flag. They had uh, a position player in pitching. First guy he sees is Andrew Kisner with the bases loaded. And Kisner went Cobra Kai style on him and showed absolutely no mercy. Laces a liner over the wall in left field for his third dinger of the season. It was a beautiful thing to watch. I loved it. I feel like the Cardinals are consistently the nice guy in the league. And I like that they're kind of being the jerks right now. <laughs> and it was fun to watch. You know, every starter except Contreras and Donovan got a hit in this one. Newt goes, gets on base four times. He score, gets on base four times and scores four times. Goldie goes two for three with two ribbies. Arenado two for three with four RBIs. DeYoung scores twice. Burleson with a hit, a run, and an RBI. Tommy Edmond, your ninth hitter. Four for five, two RBIs, four runs scored. The 18 runs equal the most the Cardinals have ever scored in a game at Bush Stadium 3. They beat the Braves 18-3 to three back on August 22nd of 2008. And how about what Nolan Gorman is doing? Nolan Gorman, last year, had some success, showed some pop, but was mostly exposed at the major league level for his, his inability to lay off the high heat. He wasn't able to catch up to it. The guy has done a complete 180 here in 2023. A lot of fans quit on Nolan Gorman last year, and it was one of the things that I actually I got kind of upset at some of, uh, some of our Locked on Cardinals listeners who were ready to trade him. They, they quit on him. They gave up on him, said this guy stinks. He's going to strike out too much. He's never going to get on base. They thought he was garbage last year. And I, I constantly was sticking up for Nolan Gorman, even when he got sent down. I was like, dude, you got to give this guy time. He was only 22 at the time. He had got This is his first taste of the major leagues. And he has proved everybody wrong that doubted him last year. On Monday, Gorman goes three for five with his 10th home run of the year. He scores twice. He drives in five RBIs. Those five RBIs have now catapulted him into first place in the National League in that category. He's got 33 now on the season, and he's now sixth in all of baseball in RBIs. He's hitting 283 on the year. 10 home runs are now fifth in all of baseball. His OPS is at 979. That's fourth best in all of baseball. And he's now slugging 600, which is second in all of baseball. Nolan Gorman right now is one of the most productive hitters in the entire league. I know people are clamoring for him to be hitting every day, even against left-handers. And it, look at the stats. I mean, sure. I, I mean, I got no problems with that. But at the same time, Everything that they're doing right now is working with Nolan Gorman, you know? So why rock the boat? Um, I, I went over to his uh, Baseball Savant page on YouTube. You can check out. I, I got it up there on the YouTube page right now, but I'll read off some of the amazing numbers he's posting right now. I mean, check it out. Chase rate. Now in the 78th percentile. Remember last year, he's chasing everything. He's all over the place. 
He was just swinging at anything that came that came at him. Not anymore. 78th percentile now. Barrel percentage, 91st percentile. Hard hit percentage, expected slugging, expected weighted on base average. All elite levels for Nolan Gorman right now. I mean, look at all that red. That's crazy. And yeah, he's going to strike out still. So what? What an incredible turnaround for a 23-year-old who at times last year just looked overmatched. The guy put in the work this offseason, changed his approach, and is now seeing the fruits of his labor flourish at the big league level. So you got to give Nolan Gorman some credit and give the coaching staff some credit that have worked with him and helped him get over the hump from last year to become the guy that he's been so far this year for the Cardinals. Now, there's another youngster that the Cardinals are hoping uh, this kind of turnaround will happen for. Another one of their top young prospects, and that would be Mr. Jordan Walker. I'll tell you what he's been up to since going down to Memphis, and we'll preview tonight's game against Milwaukee next on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals send Jordan Montgomery to the mound tonight against the Brewers, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, before we get to the preview of, of tonight's game, let's talk about Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker. All right. So uh, we're all familiar with what went on with him. Got sent down to Memphis on April 26th. And whether you agreed with that decision or not, personally, I do believe the Cardinals made the right choice here because he needs to play. He needs to play and play every day. And he wasn't going to get that opportunity at the major league level. It wasn't going to happen, which was what we were concerned about in spring training is that he had this really good spring. Hard for the team to not put him on the opening day roster. But at the same time, was it the best idea? You know, he need, he needs to learn how to play the outfield better. Just learning that position. Just started playing it last year. And the team wanted him to work on, you know, getting the ball in the air more. It was hitting a lot of ground balls. It wasn't that he failed at the big league level. They just know he can do more. And they wanted to give him more opportunities. Because at the end of, uh, you know, his time with the Cardinals, he wasn't really playing all that much anymore. And so the real mistake, and I, I think the team would admit this, was keeping him on the opening day roster at all. But that's the past. It's all said and done. No need to worry about it anymore. Since going down, Jordan has eh, had a tough go. He's trying to adjust things. So obviously, he's not going to just start hitting bombs left and right when you're working on adjusting your swing that you've had your entire life. So at Memphis right now, hitting 193, one home run, six RBIs in 15 games. So nothing great there. But on Saturday, we, we saw progress. He had his most productive game since joining the Redbirds, where he was three for five with three RBIs. So that's good news. And there's more good news because Major League Baseball, the people who scout the young prospects, the people over at MLB Pipeline Prospect, have not given up on Jordan Walker either. In fact, in their most recent rankings, which just came out yesterday, Jordan Walker is now your new number one overall prospect in baseball. That's what you like to see. Now, the last time I remember that happening, Oscar Tavares was the last Cardinal I remember being the number one overall prospect. I know um, Alex Reyes was the number one right-handed pitching prospect at one time. But um, number one overall, head and shoulders above everybody else. Been a while since the Cardinals had somebody like that. Now, the write-up talking about him being the new number one prospect says, 
With Mets catcher Francisco Alvarez graduating on Friday, Walker took over the top spot. And even, at, even after an update and some bumps in the road, we weren't going to take that away from him. He's still only 20 years old with a long history of hitting and some of the best raw power in the minor leagues. He needs to continue working on his transition to the outfield, but there's enough top-line speed to make him adequate there in time, too. We aren't worried. Neither should you be. Whether or not Jordan Walker becomes a contributor to the major league la- roster again this year, that remains to be seen. But you never know. We've got injuries. You know, uh, Tyler O'Neill's hurt right now. Uh, Dylan Carlson's dealing with that ankle. We have trades that could happen. Something usually goes down. And the way that this is all log jammed in the outfield, you know, Nupar, Carlson, O'Neill, um, Yepes, uh, Burleson. You've got Donovan playing a lot of outfield now with uh, Paul DeYoung doing what he's doing. So Edmonds over back at second base. Donovan's been playing a lot of outfield. Something's going to happen. There's going to be a trade at some point. You can't just have all of these guys just jumbled up in the outfield. And you got to make room for Jordan Walker at some point. So something will go down. Hopefully they they move some of this outfield depth to get some starting pitching help. When that will happen, I don't know. It could be all the way until the trade deadline. could happen before that. I'm not sure. But I have a feeling Walker will be back up in St. Louis at some point this season. And I'm not talking about September call-up type of stuff. I'm talking about at some point I think he'll be back up. Uh, the Brewers and Cardinals lock horns again tonight at Bush Stadium. It's going to be a battle of lefties with Milwaukee starting veteran Wade Miley against the Cardinals' Jordan Montgomery. Now, Ali said last night after the win that Contreras is indeed a full-time catcher again. He and Montgomery have had a pretty pretty good relationship so far. They've had some success together. You know, Montgomery's had a good start to the year. So I imagine you would see Wilson back behind the dish again tonight. There's no reason not to. Uh, Contreras is also hitting 360 with a home run off of Miley in his career. So that doesn't hurt either. But uh, I would imagine Contreras will do the catching. Uh, other Cardinals who have fared well against Miley. Nolan Arnato's hitting 391 in his career. Goldie is hitting 500 off of him with two dingers. Edmonds hitting 333. And it is a shame that Dylan Carlson's out with the ankle issue right now because he's hitting 455 off of Miley in his career. So that would have been nice to have Dylan in the lineup tonight, but that's okay. Uh, as for the Brewers against Montgomery, not a lot of success in their career. They haven't seen him a lot. Uh, Montgomery shut him down. Last time uh, he took them out against Milwaukee, seven shutout innings, nine punchies, got the W. Let's hope for more of that again tonight at Bush Stadium. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the series against the Milwaukee Brewers at Bush with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. If you haven't already, do me a solid. Give me a follow on Twitter at JD Sports Radio and the uh, podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.